welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Thursday, the 8th of December. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. We've got an interesting show for you today with an update on what's going on in the energy markets, together with the latest thoughts from our CIO. But let's start, as usual, with an update from the markets. In the US yesterday, the S&P 500 fell for a fifth day as traders weighed the possibility of a recession and the likelihood of a longer-than-expected hiking cycle from the Federal Reserve. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was the only main index not to close in negative territory, eking out a gain of 1.58 points, which actually meant it closed roughly flat on the day. The Nasdaq Composite fell just over half a percent. Stocks wavered between gains and losses in a choppy trading session, but the dollar resumed gains after a small decline yesterday. The offshore yuan held below the seven level to the US dollar as investors continued to balance China's easing COVID restrictions and a dimming outlook for the global economy. US bond yields also fell, with the rate on the 10-year Treasury note at one point touching a low of 3.402%. Investors now await more economic data this week for clues on what to expect from the Fed, with jobless claims data due out today, and November's producer price index and preliminary consumer sentiment data for December coming tomorrow. The US Federal Reserve is now expected to deliver a 50 basis point interest rate hike next week. And whilst that would be a smaller increase than recent rate hikes, investors are increasingly concerned about whether the central bank can avoid a recession next year in its attempt to dampen inflation. Sentiment was slightly more buoyant in the Asia-Pacific region overnight, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index jumped up this morning as a local news outlet reported that the city is considering easing COVID measures further, including lifting its outdoor mask rule and relaxing mandatory testing for arrivals there. The Hang Seng Index was 2.82% higher and the Hang Seng Tech Index added 5%, bucking the trend in the wider Asia-Pacific region, where markets were weighed down by continued recession fears. In mainland China, the Shenzhen component is just positive, while the Shanghai Composite was 0.14% higher. Over in Japan, the Nikkei 225 was down 0.56% and the Topics was 0.42% lower. Commodities saw oil rise after a four-day drop. Gold was little changed after rising 0.9% in the previous session on weakness in Treasury yields. In the news, the Pentagon announced yesterday that Amazon, Google, Microsoft and Oracle have received a cloud computing contract to 2028 that can reach a value as high as 9 billion US dollars. Originally, the Pentagon had awarded the deal to Microsoft alone in 2019. This decision was challenged by Amazon and Oracle. And last year, the Pentagon changed its approach, asking for bids from the four successful companies to address its cloud needs. Staying in the US, the Biden administration has announced more than $757 million in winning bids for its auction of offshore wind development rights in California. Meanwhile, in Australia, Glencore PLC has abandoned plans for a controversial coal mine that would have been one of the largest in the top exporters' businesses, citing global uncertainty and its plans to phase out emissions. In the UK, however, we're going back to dirty energy. Government Minister Michael Gove has approved the first new coal mine in 30 years, despite concern about its climate impacts among Conservative MPs and experts. The proposed mine in Cumbria would dig up coking coal for steel production in the UK and across the world. There's a lot more news, but no more time. So I'll conclude by saying that unfortunately, the European Futures Boards are a swathe of red. So be careful out there as the markets open today. Now, with so many energy stories in the headlines, it's timely that we're joined by Norbert Rooker, Head of Macro and Next Generation Research, who might be able to tell us how to make sense of it all. Good morning, Norbert. Morning. 
Well, what should we look at first? Well, maybe oil markets that we see oil prices below US dollar 80 per barrel. And although we actually have the view of seeing even lower prices longer term, we're somewhat surprised by how oil markets evolve over the past days. There are two dominant topics, the China reopening and Russia sanctions. If you look at the China reopening, even though we had this recent kind of wave of restrictions, really depressed economic activity, um, this didn't, didn't really affect oil demand that much. Uh, China continued to buy oil from global markets. It filled up domestic storage. It started to export more. So put differently, if there's a major reopening that really has an effect on economic activity, they don't believe that said that the oil market will profit from that that much. If you look at uh, Russia sanctions, since the beginning of the week, we have uh, the cap in place, the oil price cap, and we also have the embargo out of the European Union in place. Um, the consequences of that also might be rather on the benign side. So basically, there are three groups of buyers or non-buyers currently in Russian oil. Uh, there are those that actually don't buy, so those that have an embargo, which is basically the Western world largely. Um, there are those that might adhere to the cap uh, put at $60 per barrel, kind of orchestrated by the group of seven, the G7 nations. And there are those buyers that basically don't care about these sections from the Western world. Um, this is quite an experiment, leaving quite a lot of open questions. Um, we overall have the feeling that the oil trading services business quite uh, drastically moved eastwards uh, from Europe towards Asia. And why we are mentioning that? Because that's exactly the lever that the oil price cap tries to apply, basically by uh, constricting uh, which price the Western world uh, is allowed, the Western world business to trade oil with Russia. If we have sufficient capacities from non-Western insurance businesses, from non-Western uh, oil logistics and so on, basically the oil price cap doesn't apply. And it seems as if there's sufficient capacities for Russia to completely trade oil out of the Western hemisphere, which would mean that the cap unlikely brings any fundamental impact to the oil market. Um, the cap, however, is another element that increases tension between oil buyers and oil sellers. Uh, so there might be another out of uncertainty coming really on the geopolitical side. So overall, we stick to a neutral view with oil. We see lower prices longer term, um, but we wouldn't be surprised to see some move back up above US dollar 80 per barrel in the very near term. If you finally look at the, the gas market, uh, gas prices in Europe are back above 150 euros a megawatt hour. So the real stress test has really arrived. You see a cold spell, much below uh, average temperatures, um, we see actually still some outages of from France and nuclear power plants. We see a rapid decline now of gas storage. Fortunately, gas storage is still above normal trends. We also see that LNG imports are quite high, so they can fully compensate the Russian inflows. And uh, luckily also this week, the most likely are a couple of new restarts from the French nuclear power plants. So although we have this increased stress test that everyone was afraid of from European energy markets, it seems that the resilience of the European energy market is really given that we passed the stress test and that we still believe that we're going to see drastically lower energy prices, gas and electricity as we head into next year. That's it from energy markets. Thanks for providing a bit more clarity, Norbert. And it's Thursday, of course, so it's time for our weekly update on the Investment Committee's thinking. Nicola Jordan joins me to fill us in. Welcome to the show, Nicola. Thank you, Bernadette, and good morning, everyone. So this week, the main topic in the IC was our positioning going into year end. As indicated last week, we are expecting a volatile December, especially with the latest inflation data coming out and the last FOMC meeting of the year taking place next week. 
we were discussing the possibility of reinstating our hedge on the S&P 500 to kind of mitigating our risk and manage the risk load separately. But in the end, we decided not to go for it. We are still of the opinion that we have seen the market lows for the year and will not revisit the S&P 500 level of mid-October. While it is possible that disappointing inflation numbers will lead to a short-term market downturn, we do not think it would be sustainable. This is why we feel quite comfortable with our current neutral equity exposure going into year-end and into 2023. Due to big moves on the FX markets this year, we started to see some discrepancies between the different currency profiles of our asset allocation, especially between the euro and the US dollar grids. This is why we executed some rebalancing trades in the last couple of days in order to bring all profiles back to a comparable level. Other than that, we do not expect many changes to our asset allocation for the remainder of the year as we refrain of making major calls on the direction of the market, given the high level of uncertainty and volatility. That's all from my side. Back to you, Bernadette. Thanks very much for the update, Nicola. And that concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Join us tomorrow for Friday's Currency Special. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. What will the cities of the future look like? What kind of vehicles will fill our streets? Think Tank is a monthly podcast where Julius Baer experts look further ahead into the future. We aim to capture the world's biggest longer-term themes and put them into context for investors. Search for Think Tank on your favourite podcast player.